Welcome to the EquipCast for the Archdiocese of Omaha. Designed to help leaders transform their cultures, to embody the pastoral vision, to be one church, encountering Jesus, equipping disciples, and living mercy. Good afternoon, everybody. How you doing? Looks like we got a good group here. You, you might have saw this message over here that you can feel free to turn your video on, but please fix your hair before you do that. And also make sure you, you turn your mic off. Oh, good. Linda, Linda Asher. Geez, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's good to see all of you uh, this afternoon. Uh, in case you don't know who I am, I'm Father Jeff Lorig. I'm the Director of Pastoral Services for the Archdiocese of Omaha, and uh, so glad that you could join us for this EquipCast. We've been doing the EquipCast daily this week. Uh, next week, we'll probably switch to a, more of a, a weekly rhythm, but primarily, we just wanted to open the window, open the door, and stay connected as, as leaders throughout the Archdiocese, and so we've been covering a number of topics uh, throughout uh, last week and, and this week, and uh, really enjoyed it. We had great participation. Uh, for the for the live events, but um, because this is uh, 2020, uh, we also have these available on demand as well. So if you really enjoy this, uh, and you think, ah, man, I wish my pastor would see this, uh, or I wish maybe somebody else from my team would be able to see this, uh, these are all available on equip.archomaha.org. So today we are talking about accompaniment. Uh, why accompaniment is is more necessary. Uh, than ever, why it's more necessary now than, than ever. It's actually kind of been of a, a little bit of a joke internally here uh, because everybody's been using that phrase, that cliche, right? Now more than ever, now more than ever. And so uh, if you want to uh, uh, participate as a drinking game or anything like that, and anytime says, somebody says, now more than ever, we need to be doing this, just, just go ahead and take a drink of your coffee. Um, so I, we have some a couple of people here from our office that, that speak passionately about accompaniment. It's it's a buzzword. It's a word that often gets used uh, since uh, Pope Francis's uh, document on the joy of the gospel. And it was it's it's probably it's a concept that of course that we know about because it's in the gospel. But he he kind of he gave a word to it. He, he articulated it very well. Um, so today we have these two people. Uh, who do speak passionately about it. I love just to listen to them, um, talk about it, share it, share what they're experiencing, what they're sharing, what they're experiencing with their own leaders that they that they mentor and coach. Uh, so today we have Jen Mosier and Jim Jansen, both from the evangelization office. So I just want to say hi to them and, and welcome them to the the Equip cast today. So there's Jen right there. There's hi, Jim. everyone. Jim right there. So uh, can you can you say someone can one of you tell me why accompaniment is is necessary now more than ever? Yeah, I can start us off, Father. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so I think that uh, I had this personal conviction when I woke up on Tuesday of last week, and suddenly we couldn't have gatherings of more than ten people. Um, and I just thought to myself, what am I going to do today? Because suddenly all of the events I was planning are canceled and um, I'm going to have to adjust. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I just was thinking, how is this going to change my daily activity? And what the Lord was really placing on my heart um, in the midst of kind of this feeling of a little bit of hopelessness and a little bit of uncertainty was um, this conviction that connection is going to be so important um, that the temptation to, to just give in to loneliness and isolation uh, is, is going to be strong for all of us. 
uh, and especially as leaders, just uh, this attentiveness of who are the people that the Lord has put into my life and how am I going to be attentive in how I'm walking with them? Um, and so the conviction that I've had is in the midst of this time, the people that the Lord has been giving us to walk with, uh, we are going to need to be more intentional now more than ever uh, about really leaning into those relationships. Jim, what are you thinking? It's hard to talk without saying now more than ever. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is this is always what we were supposed to be about. Uh, I mean, this is you know Jesus. Uh, Jesus literally had the salvation of the entire world on his shoulders. And when you read, right, when you read the Gospels, you see a man who's intimately connecting with people, even in the midst of intense suffering, even in the midst where he's surrounded by a crowd. So this is, I think, I mean, not just like, it's not just good now, it's just really always what we, it's, I think it's always the, the pastoral approach that we, we wanted to take. What does it mean? What does accompaniment mean? Like, so it is a buzzword, so it's often not defined, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Jen. Yeah, I think I would say that accompaniment is really intentionally and consistently walking with people in authentic friendship. And by walking, you mean metaphorically? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not right well, now. Or, or just six feet apart. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it, right, it implies a journey. Um, it's more than just friendship uh, in that it implies that that when the Lord meets us, he actually meets us someplace and he loves us right where we're at, but he loves us too much to leave us there and that he wants to take us someplace and he wants to do something with our life. Um, and that it's just good to have somebody walking with you, metaphorically, uh, as you're trying to follow Jesus. And, and it's, um, so you're really just saying, that we need to be journeying with other people, not just now, but but all the time. But but maybe it's more necessary now than than ever, and uh, because we have to be really intentional about it. Where, how does it fit in with evangelization? Like you you guys, it's in it's in the gospel, uh, or the it's in the gospel, of course. It's in mm -hmm. Pope Francis's Joy of the Gospel. Um, how, how what is how does it fit? Is it just like a nice thing to do? It's, it's sort of a merciful thing to do. We should be calling our old people in our parish. Where does this fit in with evangelization? Yeah, I think ultimately evangelization is all about sharing the joy that we have received and encountering Christ. That's really simple. <laughs> you know, uh, I think we can make it really complicated and people get freaked out by the word. Um, but the joy that we have experienced in encountering Jesus, we simply share that with other people. Um, and that's really what I think makes it Christian accompaniment. You know, the difference between um, just walking with somebody and the, the difference, uh, what Jim was saying, that there's a journey that we're going someplace is that we actually want to help people um, mm -hmm. encounter Christ and that that's what evangelization really is. And maybe yes. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, so maybe uh, like what's maybe not explicit, but we should make explicit is that the way you accompany someone varies a lot depending on where they're at in their journey with Christ. Um, I mean, I'll just give a really concrete example. Um, for those who don't know Christ, well, one of our greatest joys is the opportunity to introduce him. But man, there is a real need for accompaniment for those of us, right, who've been following Jesus, who are trying to uh, be of service to others uh, now. And I think one of the greatest ways you can accompany people who are already like committed to Christ, they're already disciples, 
in fact, they're even trying to serve him and help other people is to come alongside them in this and remind them that like our identity doesn't consist in how useful we are. Because let's be honest, a lot of us don't feel particularly useful right now. All of the things that we used to do uh, to serve people, many of those things have just been suddenly taken away. Uh, we don't have access, you know, I mean, I see a lot of faces, uh, youth ministers and DREs, who might, you know, people I love, and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't have access to my kids anymore. Or if I do, it's not in the same, it's not in the same way. Um, and just to, a, a accompaniment can also look like coming alongside someone who has experienced some of the disorientation and fear and frankly shame, like, well, am I worth anything? Am I contributing anything to the kingdom? And coming alongside them and reminding them that you actually matter because you're a son or daughter of God, not yeah, so, so you, simply you worked, for what you do. Yeah, you you worked for Focus for 20 years before you you came working yeah. with us, and so the Focus model is you accompany kids on campus. You know, you invite them to the right. barbecue, then you invite them to coffee, then you basically you're, you're befriending somebody because you like them and you you really want to share right. Jesus with them. It's not a manipulative sort of relationship type thing. Uh, yeah. What does that look like in a parish? Like we don't have barbecues to invite. Like what is that? What's a concrete example of, of a, you know, it's one thing to accompany a college kid who's really open to things, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm just here to discover. Um, but mm -hmm. like, what does it look like in a, in a parish setting? Like, and, and right now, like, what does it look like? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I would point us back uh, just to reference last week when Calvin Mueller and Andy Dega talked about small groups, because I think that um, that is a particular tool we can leverage right now with the technology available to us um, to actually gather online. So if you didn't catch that one last week, uh, it's definitely worth your time to, to take a look mm -hmm. at that. Um, because there's a, an intentionality and a consistency to that type of a structure. Um, and so especially with other adults right now, um, if it's overwhelming to use a curriculum, don't use a curriculum. Just gather people. Mm -hmm. Here, check in, how are you doing? What are some prayer requests? Let's pray together. Who can you reach out to? Talk mm -hmm. and pray through some of those things. So I think that that's one thing we just wanna make sure um, people are thinking about is, mm -hmm. is who are those people that you can reach out to and gather intentionally, consistently to walk together in that way. Um, and Father, you did mention earlier um, the calling tree idea, which I know that a lot of people have been using. So I think that that's a valuable um, thing to talk a little bit about. Uh, because I have been talking with parish leaders uh, who have been trying to get that up and going. Uh, and, and so what does that look like? How do you do that successfully? Um, I'm a parishioner at Christ the King, and I volunteered to, to call some of the elderly folks. Father Cook would like us to reach out to those who are 65 and older. Um, and I, I never feel comfortable telling other people to do things I'm not willing to do myself. Um, because as a leader, I need to be able to model what I'm um, asking others to do. So. Uh, on Sunday afternoon, I made some some phone calls, and uh, most of them were very short. You know, people were like, "Yep, we're doing fine," or concerned that I was a robocaller or a scammer or something like that. And so we kind of had a laugh over, "Nope, I'm actually just a parishioner." Um, but one of those people that I reached was an 86 year old woman in a nursing home, and um, I could tell right away that this was someone who was was feeling isolated and lonely. Um, and so we ended up having this long 25 minute conversation where she was just sharing about her life. She shared that her husband died about four years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, and she shared that, you know, every time she's formed a friendship with someone else in the nursing home, they've 
passed away. Mm -hmm. So she's gone through this grieving process over and over and over again. Um, and we continue to talk and just share a little bit about our background. I found that out that she, uh, like me, grew up on a farm. And so we kind of bonded over that. Um, and at the end of the conversation, I just said to her, would it be okay if I called you back in about a week? And she was, you know, she was just like, oh, I don't want to impose on your time. And I said, no, this has been a delightful conversation <laughs> because we just had this natural bond, this natural connection that we formed. And she was um, a complete stranger from your parish. Complete and you, stranger. And it was an opportunity because the current crisis put us in this situation just to make a phone call to reach out. And suddenly you're, you're accompanying somebody you've never known before. Yes. And, and not only that, but she's getting something out of it but you actually walked away with something really powerful. Like I remember you came back into the office and you're just like, oh my gosh, I just had this amazing conversation with somebody I just, I didn't even know existed. And, and it somehow gave you more life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, totally. And, and I would say too, I think the thing I've observed right now is that none of this is weird. <laughs> to reach out <laughs> to a total stranger right now does not feel at all strange. And, and even though you know there was some awkwardness in some of those phone calls, um, I am totally willing to endure the awkwardness of nine phone calls to reach that 10th person who I'm actually going to connect with and who actually needs me right now. Yeah, so I, I think a few people probably saw that uh, I had uh, the Excel file that I assume you use this. You, you, did you use yep. this Excel file uh, with uh, at Christ the King, and so you guys are keeping track of things? Yes, yep. So I just a couple of resources to share in case people are wondering, uh, where do I even start with this type of thing? Um, doesn't make sense to recreate the wheel. <laughs> and so um, what I provided and that we'll link in the show notes is uh, just a parish log that you can use to keep track of phone calls that you maybe made, um, as well as a potential script. Very simple resources that can be adapted, and I'm sure people can um, you know, figure out a better way to do it, but it's a place to start. Right, there's a, so we're gonna post all these things uh, on our website here. Um, so this this is actually what your parish is doing? It is, yes. Yeah. So, so we have about, uh, actually close to 40 people uh, live right now. Can I just ask uh, just a big old shout out question? How many of your parishes are doing something like this? Uh, and if you don't know, just but I don't know. If you could just write that in the in the uh, in the in the chat box, I'm for, I'm I'm in residence at St. Cecilia's, and uh, th there's a Boomer Club there. They're doing it. They're going to start doing it. Wow! Look at it explode. There's a lot of. I know St. Gerald's is. Where are you guys at? Yeah. Sorry, we're here. <laughs> good very cool so it looks like a lot of people are doing it. so if you haven't done it yet and and you're you're like oh, i'm not the pastor i'm not on and i'm not on staff it's just really here's a great opportunity for you to maybe contact your pastor and say i have all the scripts i have all the tools i have a few friends that will help me and we can call a few more friends. Can we call some of our homebound people that we know of? And I, I'm pretty sure father will say yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost sure of it. So uh, just something to, uh, to think about here. Uh, any other thing you want to say about just the concrete examples and, and what? 
Well, I mean, Jen, can you address like, what do you do when it's overwhelming? Because I think, so, you know, some of you, I'm like, some of you are like, you come from a parish that is maybe smaller, like, yeah, I could call every family uh, in two days. And some of you, you know, there's Wenceslas is on here somewhere. I saw, I saw Tony, like, I, what, what do you do when it feels overwhelming? Yeah. Yeah. And I, so a couple of things. Um, one, I think before I, I answer that question, I think this can be applied to so many different situations. So, so this is an example of a calling tree to elderly parishioners. But if you are a youth minister or a DRE, have you reached out to your catechist? Have you reached out to your youth ministry volunteers or your small group leaders or your parents? Um, we've been talking to leaders uh, in various different ministries, um, and this same, these same principles can be applied in all of those, those areas. Um, so I just want to mention that before we kind of get into to that question of um, if this feels overwhelming, um, because all of those are demographics that we want to reach eventually, right? Um, so that can feel overwhelming. How do we reach all of the various groups that, that um, maybe we are responsible for or within our parish? Um, so the first thing I would say is for you personally, who can you personally reach? Um, and I think the example for me of, of uh, the Christ the King parishioners, I cannot reach all 478 people <laughs> uh, who are on the list to call from Christ the King who are 65 and over, um, but I can, I can reach 10. Um, and so I, I've been thinking about this principle that we mentioned last week, do for one what you wish you could do for all. I can't do everything, but I can do something. Um, and so our capacity is going to be different, you know, depending on our personality or our temperament or our gifting. Um, and we want to allow for that. But, but just think and pray, Lord, who are you putting on my heart to call? Um, personally, I've been trying to tackle three names a day of people that the Lord is just putting on my heart to reach out to. Um, so that's one place to start. Um, yeah, just, I was just going to, but you brought up something that uh, resonated with me. Mm -hmm. You just do something. Uh, I think Pope Francis said yesterday in a in a homily or maybe a tweet. I'm not sure, but it was uh, the two sins that we can commit right now. One is complaining, and then and the other one is inertia. You know, yeah. just like uh, mm -hmm. kind of stuck. So you can do something. Yeah. yeah. Well, and if I can talk to those who are experiencing inertia, because I know some of you are thinking like, "Oh crap, I hate organization." You know, and the thought of like having to try and organize a calling tree. I saw a couple of head nods. That was awesome. <laughs> right. Some of you are like, oh my gosh, I'll talk to people all day long, but I do not want to set up a calling tree. And some of you are like, I love setting up calling trees. Right. So, and it's just like the Lord has provided everything we need in the body. And so, and I would just, I especially want to challenge those of you who are in leadership positions, whether it's formal, whether you get a paycheck from the church or not, like this whole podcast is named, you know, or this uh, webcast is named, the reason we call it Equip is it's after Ephesians chapter four. And I don't know if we have the verse handy, but that's Ephesians right chapter of. four, Jen, do you have it? Yep, that's up, Jim. There it is. Like Ephesians chapter four, 12 and 13, that, that Paul is setting this vision that those who are you know, like really like helping to embody like Jesus's uh, service to the church, he's like, your job is to equip the saints for the work of ministry, right? For the building up of the body of Christ. Um, so that everybody reaches their full maturity in Christ. And part of what, you know, the joy of the gospel Pope Francis talks about is that 
everybody actually has a responsibility to share the gospel. So it's ridiculous to imagine that one person can call 400 and however many people, but that was never our job. It's not just an efficiency thing. Efficiency thing. Like the calling is for us to help our pastors equip the saints for the work of ministry. That is, everybody gets to reach out to someone who's lonely and in need right now. And some of you have this logistical gift where you want to set up a calling tree and you're more than happy to do that. And some of you want to put together a script. I mean, for those of you, if you're a DRE or a pastor or a youth minister, first thing you want to do is you want to gather a group of two to three people. And you want somebody who's a geek who can organize, I love you, right? Like somebody who can organize the logistics, you want somebody who can put together a calling script and you want to gather a team around you and don't just run and start calling right away, but start to develop a plan so that you can call some people and then you can help to mobilize them to call some people, right? I mean, about the only one who doesn't know how to use a phone these days are Gen you know, like 13 year olds and below. Because they, I mean, they know how to use a phone, they just don't know how to use it to call anybody. Um, so you might have to teach them how to do it, but everybody else knows how to use a phone. And so you just, you teach them how to reach out to people and then do the same thing where they say, hey, who do you know? Who in your neighborhood, who in your family could use a phone call right now? And how awesome would it be if this began to radiate out and so we weren't just taking care of people who were on our, on our parish roles, but we were actually starting to impact our families and our communities uh, in this situation. Great. Uh, I'm just uh, watching the chat room here and I, I see some great comments and I see some parishes uh, that have been doing it. And, and, and I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to call somebody out. Um, Kathy from Sacred Heart in Omaha says you guys are doing um, you're using this as an opportunity to clean up your database. Kathy, would, would you mind just turning on your mic and sharing with us how you came to that decision, what you're doing? Kathy? Hello? Maybe Kathy's not there. She was on there. Okay, Kathy is here. Hey, Kathy. Hey, we came to that database um, idea because we are so grateful we kept Flocknote after Arch Omaha Unite. And we were finding and comparing it to our parish soft that it was quite different. Mm. So we are just using it since people have time right now to call and reach out and just um, call, make a call of concern. We're also using it as a time to make sure we have everyone's correct phone numbers and emails. Oh, wow. Uh, so how many people are working on this in the parish? Right now, there are 20. That's amazing. How's it going? When did you guys start? Oh, uh, we started earlier this week. Um, it's going okay. Um, we do have to ask the question of, do they consider themselves a parishioner? Um, because, mm. you know, we have a good amount of guests. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's going well. I think the people that are doing it really feel blessed that they're able to help in this way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We are finding that a lot of people maybe don't answer their phones. Maybe they're, you know, kind of robocall. Um, but the people that we do reach are grateful for the call. 
Great. Thank you so much. And thanks for what you're doing there. And, and, and I think there's other parishes here. I see Deacon Randy's on. I think they were going to do it at St. Leo. So I just appreciate all that you're doing. Um, you're doing something. Um, there's Cheryl Cahoy. Um, Cheryl, do you want to turn your mic on and, and let us know what you're doing? Cheryl Cahoy from Norfolk. Yeah, it just takes me a while to get back to my mic. <laughs> cool. Um, here, let me turn my video on for a little bit too. Okay. I'm multi. I'm multitasking this afternoon, um, trying to get some uh, school communications out as well. So, um, yeah, we started uh, actually last week already. Uh, our first volunteers contacted us. And so we were having the same conversations and we're able to immediately connect them. And um, the, at first they were, a couple of them were really hesitant, just like not sure what they would hear from the other end. But within the day on Friday, uh, we had comments coming back saying, I'll need more people for the weekend. Um, we just wanna make sure they had, can access mass and they know where to go. And, and so, um, I think we've got probably, I don't know, I'm not manning it. I've delegated that to one of our, our other team members, but I'm gonna guess we have anywhere from 10 to 15 people making calls right now. Um, but we've also then duplicated that to our ministries. And I know I have Lynette and Jesse on from our uh, religious education and formation ministries, and they are making the calls to their people, to their catechists and small group leaders, so that they are then asking them to reach out to their parents. Okay. So we'll, we'll be able to multiply this um, hopefully pretty quickly. Yeah, and, and what's neat about this is we're, it's, we're giving everybody a chance to learn what accompaniment looks like, because it's, mm -hmm. so it's not rocket science, it's just relationships. So it's a, we, get, we probably get uh, a little intimidated by, oh, evangelization and accompaniment, all these words that I'm not used to using on my on a regular basis. And then you say, well, it's a phone call to either somebody you know or somebody you maybe you don't know and you're just checking in on them and you're kind of walking with them on a journey. Uh, does that sound about right, uh, Jen? Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I would say that um, if we're reaching out to a broad number of people, I'd really encourage us to think about zooming in on just a handful that we are really intentionally and consistently connecting with. Um, because again, our capacity is limited, <laughs> all of us, um, but the Lord does give us people that we just tend to naturally gravitate toward who we can really pour ourselves into. Um, and so, especially if you're a ministry leader, either as a staff member or a volunteer, during this time, who are the key people, you know, the two or three or five people around you that you want to have that intentional, consistent connection with uh, during this time? Um, because that's really that the deepening of that relationship is really where uh, accompaniment bears so much more fruit. Um, so the, the reaching out, making sure that people are, are doing well is, is really important right now. Um, but look around and see who are the, the specific people the Lord is calling me to invest in. Um, and maybe also then who are those people that I can have a team with who are doing this together. Yeah. The, yeah. the joy that awaits us in this is beautiful, but we have to be willing to, to accept the, that small call to conversion to say, not only can't I do it all by myself, but I'm not supposed to. Other people get this gift. 
I hate talking on the phone. I know it's not what the Lord wants me to do. <laughs> uh, Jim, last week I challenged you and Craig Dyke to uh, reach out to a few families. Did you do it? Yes. Yeah. We reached, like? uh, well, I, I can't speak for Craig. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, we reached out to some families. We were able to connect with them uh, via Zoom for like a regular Lenten meeting and already began to talk about like them reaching out to others. Um, if you ask me how our Lenten devotion went, I think I still need Craig Dyke to mentor me because our, our family uh, devotion time was a little rough. So in the, in the family, what does it look like? What does a company look like? What is, mm -hmm. how, how are you doing? How are you doing with your children? You know, I mean, everything's new. My wife has suddenly become a homeschooler. Um, and then, you know, that's like a lifelong dream that like is becoming a nightmare. Uh, no, not really, but just like, just like coming alongside her and just like listening and talking and making time and not busying myself with other stuff. You know, I spent too much time at Menards preparing for house projects. And I actually have a, a home project, right? A family project, not, a, not just house projects. So trying to make time for her and I to connect and talk through that trying to help my, my teenage children. Uh, they have to be online for school, but I also want them, and, they, and I want them to be online to connect with their friends, but figuring out how do I help them moderate that so like their entire life doesn't become, you know, a 13, 13 inch screen. Um, like, like we're all doing right now. Right, right, yeah, so. Yeah, Craig, how'd it go for you? Uh, the Sunday experience or the? Did you call anybody? To reach yeah, out. I did. I reached out to a, a neighbor. Uh, let's see, it was about three or three or four families. And I passed on the idea of the Sunday experience. And some were, were grateful. And, and some said, Oh, yeah, we're, we're doing our own thing. And so it's like, I proposed it. Great. Well, good job. Thanks for following. Well, I did that. it. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it was fruitful, now, who knows? Yeah. Hey, what's at risk if we don't accompany others now more than ever? I mean, I think that this is really an opportunity for us to learn something <laughs> that uh, we should be doing all the time. <laughs> like, and I think that what's at risk is, is that people are left lonely and isolated um, and that the gospel is not proclaimed in this opportunity that we have right now. Um, you know, some people may not be more receptive to it than they, than they have before, um, but I think some are. And so I think that uh, if we don't do this right now, we actually are missing an opportunity to reach people that the Lord um, is calling us to reach and, and that we actually are uniquely equipped and able to reach. Awesome. I, I think those are good final words, Jim. Yeah. Great. Does you got something better to say? Probably not. <laughs> Good. I've never seen him speechless before. Because <laughs> it's four o'clock. Uh, so we just want to uh, wrap it up here, but really good conversation. And, and I just, it's not only just the, the beautiful why, but also uh, really practical, really easy to do for one, what, what you would love to do for everybody in your parish. And, and I think that's just a great um, mission for us. 
uh, that, that anybody can accomplish that. And we have some great leaders online here today uh, who, who I know are actually doing all this already in their parish, in their ministries. Um, but there might be a few that uh, you could either recruit to help you or there's a few on here that are just thinking, well, what can I do? What can I do? Uh, so here's, here's something we can do, even if it's just one phone call. Uh, so tomorrow we're going to be joined by uh, uh, Mark Nelson, uh, and he is from uh, St. Gerald's Parish. He's, he works with the discipleship and evangelization there at St. Gerald's. He's on the leadership team. Uh, and so we're really, there he is, uh, right, uh, Jiffy, uh, you can't see him, but uh, um, I can see him. Uh, so uh, Mark's going to be on tomorrow. We'll talk to him about what's happening at St. Gerald's and uh, always love uh, listening to Mark. He uh, inspires me to be a better man uh, the few times that I've, I've been around him. So um, uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing uh, about what's happening in his parish and, and how they're getting things done. Um, and, uh, and then let's see, after that, then we're going to listen to uh, Christine French and she's going to share with us uh, on Friday, just I think we're just going to take a pause and look at our interior life and see what the Lord's doing in all of this. Let's not forget that. Um, so, uh, what a great what a great crew. So, let's end with a prayer, and then we'll uh, see you all tomorrow. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving Father, thank you so much for gathering this church together, uh, and just ask uh, for the continued grace to be church to one another. Uh, to pray for our, our pastors, to pray for those who are lonely, to pray for um, uh, those who, are, who, who need to be invited to act. Um, just ask uh, for your blessings upon all of us that we might uh, not give in the temptation to, uh, to, be, to give in an inertia or to, um, or to complain, uh, that we might see all of this as, as your will and and happily accept your will in all of this. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name, amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. We'll see you all tomorrow. And uh, you can catch this, uh, uh, a recording of this on equip.archomaha.org. Have a good night. See you tomorrow.